today I want to talk about, I'm entitled it, The Power to Stay. I want to talk about loyalty. I know. I didn't get any shouts. I didn't get any amens. I didn't loyalty. All right. Because I know that's not a sexy word today. When we talk about commitment, we talk about loyalty, we talk about being faithful. It's not something everybody gets on the bandwagon and say, yeah, that's good. That, that's that'll preach, Pastor. But today I believe this is the most powerful tool is your power to stay. I see, I've come to light a fire in you to stand your ground and stay where you are and build what God has put before you. Enemy's on overtime right now. I don't know if you felt it. He's on overtime to get you to quit, to get you to throw in the towel, to get you to say, no more, I'm done. And I'm here today to light a fire in you to say, not today, devil. This is my time. This is my day. This is what the Lord has placed in my hand, and I'm here to make it go. There's a lot of people that are giving up on relationships, on family, on career, on going after the calling of God in your life, getting out of the community of church, stepping away from those things and saying no more. And I'm telling you, the enemy is on overtime to kill what God ordained. And so it's time. I don't know if you're with me, but I want today, I want to say, you know what? I'm standing my ground. I'm putting a stake in the ground, and I'm here to stay. It's the power of stay. I believe that God has abundant fruit for those who will stand and will build where they are. And I wonder how many in this room God has planned for you to be here to hear this message so that you won't give up. And you came today, you're watching online today, because the Lord wants to speak directly to your story. He wants to speak directly to you and say, Devin, don't give up. Joe, I know you're thinking about it. Don't give up. John, don't give up. Come on, Sean, I see you in the back. Don't give up. I wonder how many of us he's trying to get our attention to say, I've built you for such a time as this, because my Bible says, for those who hope in the Lord, he will renew their strength. That when we hope in him and we wait on him, he renews what the enemy stole from us. How many feel like the enemy stole some strength from you this last season? Feel a little defeated, maybe. Well, today I'm, I'm here to remind you when you hope in the Lord. When your faith is on the one who created the heavens and the earth, he is the one that promises you, I will renew what the enemy thought he stole from you. I will give you back what the enemy took out. I will give you what you need. He will renew our strength. We will soar on wings like eagles. We will run and not grow weary. We will walk and not grow faint. This is the God we serve that renews us and gives us strength to walk. It's the power to stay. Power to stay. Stay where you are. Stand your ground. Are you ready to stay? And today, I'm just declaring over this room. There's a lot of us in this room. The Lord is just declaring over you. I feel the Spirit of God in this room. Grab a hold. Stand your ground. And let's do it. Don't give up. Give the Lord his time. He's not done with me yet. 
That was so prophetic today. We were singing, I'm like, that's it. He's not done with me yet. He is the finisher. He's working all things for our good. All things might not be good right now, friend. You might be in a situation where it doesn't look bright. But can I tell you, he's not done with you yet. The story's not over. How many know every movie has to have a climatic part where you're like, I don't know how the hero's going to make it happen. You're the hero in the story. The Lord has set you up. And guess what? He already wrote the ending. You don't know it yet. And you might be at that point where you're like, I don't know how I'm going to make this happen. I don't know how I'm going to raise this child. I don't know how I'm going to keep on working here. I don't know how I'm going to keep this calling alive. I don't know how I'm going to trust again. I don't know how I'm going to come back into relationship. I don't know how I'm going to make this family work or make enough to make ends meet. I don't know how, but I'm here to tell you that the Lord is in it and he ain't done with it yet. He's in your story and he's just getting started. I wonder who today is going to make that declaration and decide, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay. I want to take us into the story of Naomi. Pick up with Naomi and her daughter-in-laws. And Naomi, she was married and had two sons. And then the Bible talks about how her husband passes away. And in the middle of grieving, in the middle of mourning the loss of her husband, she loses her two sons as well. And so here we come in on this tragic story of this woman who has been faithful. And we come in on her life when life hits the fan. And it's easy in those types of seasons to want to throw in the towel. It's easy when the rug's been pulled out from underneath us to say, enough's enough. I'm over it. But I want to encourage you with what happens next. Come on, tell your neighbor, tell, tell them your story's not done yet. Because you might find yourself there where you have some loss in your life. And we're talking about love, for the love, and this is way more than candy hearts. All right, we're not, we're not giving you candy hearts here. I'm talking about when rubber meets the road. I'm talking about when life hits hard and you've had loss and you feel it. And you're trying to connect again. You're trying to connect to the church community. You're trying to connect to God. You're trying to connect to one another. And it's hard. Come on, look at your neighbor. Tell them your story's not done yet. Those of you watching online, your story's not done yet. Your story's not done yet. We pick up in the story in Ruth chapter 1, verse 14. If you're following along, you can go to the Chain Church app and go to the Bible app um, tab. It has the, some notes for today. But in Ruth chapter 1, verse 14, it says, At this they wept aloud again. Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, and Ruth clung, but Ruth clung to her. Everybody say, Ruth clung to her. You never use that word, do you? Clung. It's kind of a weird word, but it means to hold on to, grip on to. And I feel like the Spirit of God is telling you that there's something you need to grip on to. Something you need to hold on to in the middle of the storm, in the middle of something coming at you. There's something you got to grab a hold of. Something you got to put your hands on. You got to squeeze a little bit. You got to get ready. Ruth was telling her daughter-in-laws, hey, go and find a life for yourself. 
Go find a man. Go, go back to your, your, your home. Go back to your parents. You've been faithful to my sons, but now my sons are gone, so go and be with them. And, and the two daughter-in-laws, they had a choice to make. And Orpah said, all right, I'm out. I'm going home. But Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and my God, your God, or your God, my God. And where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me ever be so severely if even death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined. Everybody say determined. (laughs) Determined, that word, man. I want it to stick today because there are some of you that need to get determined to stay. When Naomi noticed that Ruth had determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. See, Ruth was determined to uphold the commitment she had made to her family, even when life hit hard. And for some of you, that's a decision you have to make, is to say, you know what? Even when life hits the fan, I'm determined to stay. It says, Ruth clung to her. There are some things you have to hold on to with dear might. And let me just tell you, my friend, there's relationships that God has called you into that you are to steward and to pour into and invest in for such a time that is coming. There's friendships that God is putting in your life that will build you up to be the person that God has created you to be. And you might be in a situation right now where it's seeming very hard. There's been a lot of things that have hit in that relationship or in that job or in, you you fill in the blank with your story. A lot of things that have hit the fan for, for what you're going through. And the Lord is calling us to hold on tight because the next chapter is the process. I love this because we don't, you don't know this yet. You probably know, if you know the story of Ruth and you know what's coming, but her next chapter was in process. Isn't this a time where we give up when our next chapter is in process? When we haven't read it yet? It's easy when we look back and we read the journal entries and we see how far we've come and we read back the chapter and we say, yeah, look how God showed up in the middle of. But in the middle of that storm, I didn't want you to tell me that it's going to be all good and gravy because I'm in the middle of my chapter in process. How many got your chapter in process? (laughs) Your chapter's in process. God is moving, but yet you're in the middle of something you can't see yet. And God's calling you to believe in something you can't see with your physical eyes. This is the place where you have to cling on to something, something you know, something you know that God has done already, something, maybe it's, maybe it's a miracle he's already done. And you look back and you cling on to that miracle and say, God, I trust you because I saw you move once. I trust you in my relationship because we've been through hell and back and I know we're still here today. I know you called me to build this business and God, it's hard. I thought working for myself was going to be easy. How many entrepreneurs do we have in the building? You know that's a lie. I thought thought working for myself was going to like set my own hour. And yes, that comes. But good Lord, why am I working so much? This is hard. And yet God wants you to cling to something. 
to hold on to while your chapter's in process. Because Ruth, her chapter was in process. And her redemption was on the hinge of her decision to stay. Ah, you didn't catch that. I want you to catch this. Because your redemption story, the miracle God wants to perform in your life, is hinging on your decision to cling and to stay where you are. Ah, we want the Chia pet, don't we? Y'all remember Chia pets? I don't know how it happens, but you just pour water on it. It all of a sudden, and there's a guy with a head of hair that came out. It was like an afro. Or the pig. There's some weird things going on with Chia pets. But it just grows. That's how we want our our, our story to be, don't we? Well, Lord, I'm going to pray once and then poof. Aladdin and Genie rub the lamp and poof, where's my wish? But it doesn't work like that. You're in process. God is working something. And if you give up now, you're going to miss up on your redemption story. If Ruth would have gone home, she would never had her redemption story. We've got to keep looking because this is so good. Because I believe that someone in the room, man, you thought about throwing in the towel, but your redemption story is attached to your decision to stay where you are, to keep building with what you have to be a steward over the things that God has already put in your life. We talked last week about value, the commitment that comes after we see the value on something. God is transforming the way you see what you have so that you can put more investment in the things that you already have. Instead of praying for what could be, you start stewarding what you have. And start looking off to the distance and saying, well, what, what's over there? Because how many of you know it's already, always greener on the other side? But how many know that it's only greener where you water it. Be looking at someone else's marriage. Oh man, that is awesome. How'd they do that? Guess what? They water in it. They water in it. You see a marriage that's working and flourishing. Can I tell you? That husband is watering that wife. Oh, you bet. You better believe that that, that couple is coming at that thing and watering it daily. Daily. Because how, how many married people in the room you know it takes daily watering to keep that thing growing. Daily watering. Some of you are like, I never want to get married. There's so much fruit, but it comes when we're loyal and we stay and we build. And I want to just tell you today, hold on. Because God's still working. Hold on. Don't walk away. Don't let go. Don't give up. This is where you're supposed to be. This is what you're supposed to be doing. So cling on. The Lord is fighting for you. Your next chapter is being written right now. Can you tell the devil that right now? Come on. If he's whispering in your ear to give up, you just tell him, my chapter's still being written. My chapter's still being written. He ain't done with me yet. We have to break. This is my first first note. You have to break the mold of moving on. When something is hard. Break the bold of moving on. Because this is what culture tells us to do. It's hard, move on. If it doesn't sit well, cancel it. If you don't see eye to eye, get out of there. If they even talk anything negative on you, slam that door. Because they don't deserve to be in that. And there is some truth to that, okay? I'm not telling you just to go with whatever. I'm telling you that the most beautiful things are built 
in the middle of tension. Most beautiful relationships ever in my life to date are the ones that were built in blood, sweat, and tears. The greatest friendships I have to date were built out of sweat and bleeding together. Times where I was like, I'm not so sure this friendship's going to work. I'm not sure we're ever going to see eye to eye. I'm not sure if we're ever going to make it out because this storm is too big. But let me tell you, the greatest things are grown in the middle of the greatest tension. But we have to break the mold. Here's a question I want you to ask yourself. This is so big. When you're talking about loyal and being places that you need to stay and build, you ask yourself this. Is it a wrong thing or is it a hard thing? You have to discern. Is it a wrong thing that the Holy Spirit is trying to shift you out of? Because that'll happen. If you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, you're doing the wrong thing, you're putting your energy into the wrong thing, Holy Spirit will shift it up, shake it up and say, get out of there. I've been there. It's a holy frustration. You're like, why can't I, why can't I make this work? Why, what's going on? The Holy Spirit's trying to direct you and say, stop focusing on that. I want to shift you to something great. So you have to ask yourself, is it a wrong thing? Like, is this relationship, I'm trying to make it work, and it's a wrong thing? It's actually taking me out of God's calling. It's actually taking me away from who God called me to be. Then it's a wrong thing. But if it's a hard thing, hard things grow things. A hard situation, a tension-filled situation, is a place where God can move on. But there are some things that God wants to build in you that can only happen in the hard seasons. I haven't been through some hard seasons. There's been some things and characteristics and personality, and I don't even know how to explain it, but just all the things that I feel like I never would have learned if I hadn't been through hell and back. You know what I'm saying? You've been through some life, and you realize that in the middle of that valley, when you were struggling, you learned desperation for God. And then you get out of it and you're like, I don't know if I ever would have had this desperation for God if I hadn't been through hell. And if I hadn't have had the doctors come to me and say, you're going to lose your wife. You need to say goodbye. I don't know if I ever would have had faith enough to stand up in the midst of all adversity if I hadn't have faced that moment right there. Because that moment changed my life. Because it had nothing to do with what I could do in the situation. It had everything to do with what God could do. So I thank God for the valley that taught me how to praise him on the mountaintop. I thank him for the valley that taught me how to work through things so that I can get to the mountaintop of faith. How many are grateful for what God's taking you through right now to build faith for what's to come? This is your redemption story. God's building you for something. And if you stay your ground and build with them, you're going to have faith to move mountains. You're going to have faith to step in and say, in the name of Jesus. I've seen this before. The devil tries to get you off. You just, man, you just look at him and say, he's not done with my story yet. <laughs> this shabby looking place on Christopher Columbus Boulevard. Well, if you remember, but it was a junction of, uh, was it Spring Garden and Christopher Columbus Boulevard? There was a crazy looking spot there. And I remember one time going through it and we were looking for buildings and things for the church. And I was like, I wonder if we can like revamp that. But I started looking in the windows. Oh my word. I don't know what went on in there. God knows, but it was shabby. 
And now you never would have known that place was even there because they demolished it. And now a huge high rise apartment complex is going up. Surprise, surprise, right? It's apartment complex. What are they going to build? Yes, come on. Come on, you know by now. It's going to be an apartment complex. And I wonder how many things in your life are shabby and you're looking at it saying, I could kind of work with it and do something with it. Maybe I could tweak it a little bit. And God's saying, I want to use this season to do some demo work in your life. Stop looking at the shabby building and thinking it's going to be changes home. And I was literally like, what could we do with it? I mean, maybe we could you know, tweak it a little bit. And God's like, I got the story factory coming, baby. Like, hold on. And yet we're like, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe if we like shift things a little bit. And that, that mindset that I have, I mean, it's not that off. And God's saying, whoa, 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 whoa. I need to take you through some things to demo. Because I want to start over and build something new. There's things that God can only build when he totally demolishes all the things of the past. Takes it out. How many are ready to surrender to the Lord and let him build something new in your life? So this is what I believe for you. I believe that this is going to be a season where you, you're going to have God build something new in you. A new faith for tomorrow. A new ability to see people for who they are. A new ability to love. We're talking about for the love. A new ability to forgive. That you never could before. You've been through some church hurt. No, a lot of you been through some church hurt. Been through a, some myself. And it's hard when you step back into church community to say, all right, I'm going to trust these people because they're different. What a joke, right? Humans are flawed. What are you talking about? Churches are all full of them. We're all flawed. But it's hard. It's hard to work through that distrust because you've already been hurt. You've already been through some things. You already know. Some of you, you you've been through some divorce and now you're going to have a new relationship that you're going to have to bring that into. And God wants to work in you in the middle of your season right now to demo and start over because God's got some new things he wants to build in you. New ability to trust. New ability to love. New ability to forgive. Spirit of God can do that. Psalm 37, I love how he says it. Psalm 37, four through five says, delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Check this out. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Check this out. Commit, be loyal to it. Commit your way, whatever you're doing. Whatever it is that you put in your mind to, whatever you're, you're going, you commit it to the Lord. And look what happens. And he shall bring it to pass. What you're believing for. What you're looking out to get. What you're looking out to go after. What God has placed in your heart as a dream. I'm telling you, God's got so much more for us. But it comes out of that place of committing. So my second point is this. Commit your way on the basis of trust. Commit your way. I want to ask you, what is your way? What is God calling you to build? right now? What's God calling you to go after? Stand your ground. Ruth chapter 2. We're going to look at the next part of the story because now Ruth and Naomi, they move. New land, new territory. 
And the reason they move is because there's not enough food, not enough money where they are, so they're moving to their uh, Ruth, uh, Naomi's cousins. So they move there, and, and check this out. In verse 2, Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go into the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone whose eyes I find favor. Number one, this is the faith of a child of God. Look at her plan. Let me go into the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone whose eyes I find favor. Basically, I trust the Lord that I'm going to find favor somewhere. That's the mindset of a child of God. Is when you're following him, you know he's got my best interests in mind. Some of you need to get that faith. Say, all right, Lord, I know you're walking with me. So wherever I go today, I know I'm going to find favor with somebody because you're with me. You're with me in the story so I can be totally trusting in the fact that you are in this story. And Naomi says to her, go ahead, my daughter. So she went out, entered a field. Everybody say a field. She entered a field and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out. Ah, y'all, this is such a good part of the story. Because here we find Ruth, and her plan is to go into a random field and hopefully find favor with somebody. So she walks into a field. And then here's the part where the story shifts. Because now we have a spot where you're believing in God, you have faith in what he can do, you're walking in those in that faith, right? It's not just something you believe, but now you're stepping in and saying, I'm going to go into a field. I'm going to go find that territory. I'm going to stay my ground and build where I'm at. This is the decision you're making today. I'm going to build that relationship. I'm not giving up on it. I'm going to build that business. I'm not giving up on it. I'm going to build that marriage. I'm not throwing it away. I'm going to build those kids. The Lord has blessed me with it. I'm going to go find a field. And so she walks onto this field. And as it turns out, somebody say, as it turns out. This is the part where your story is going to shift. This is the part where you go from grinding and saying, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to. And then it's going to be like, as it turned out. That thing you were building is now becoming something beautiful. That thing you were working at and striving for and not seeing any fruit, all of a sudden, as it turned out, became something mighty and amazing in your life. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was the clan of Amalek. Just then, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered. Boaz answered the overseer of his harvesters, who does that young woman belong to? Talking about Ruth. The overseers replied, she is the Moabite who came from Moab with Naomi. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has remained here from the morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said to Ruth, my daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field and don't go away from here. Stay here with the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow, follow along after the women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you. And wherever you are, whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the waters, the jar, the, from water jars the men, the men have filled. At this, she bowed low to the ground. She asked him, why have I found such favor in your eyes that you've noticed me a foreigner? Boaz replied, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband how you left your father and mother 
and your homeland and came to live with the people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. I wonder where you are in your storyline. Because when we surrender our desires and take on his, when we choose to build what he's put in front of us, our actions are led by the Lord. I tell you, my friend, when you're in obedience to Christ, all your steps are ordered of him. When you're tuned in and listen to him and you're working, it might not be, might not be the most glamorous job, but when you're working as unto the Lord, the Lord is leading your steps. He's leading every step you take. And you can be confident in this, that your field is coming. Ruth entered a field. I love this so much. Because for the Christ follower, a random field, isn't a random field. It could be your promised land. Why y'all didn't hear me? For the Christ follower who's trusting in God and following after him, a random job isn't a random job. It could be your promised land. A relationship you're building and going after might look like an average relationship. But what God is doing in the midst of the relationship can be the promised land for your soul. Can be the promised land for your spirit. God is building and working in you. You think you found just a random church to go to? Change church in a story factory? But you don't know. That could be the space where God helps you come alive and revives your spirit again to build you up in faith, to make you believe in more than you could ever imagine, to step into all that God's called you to do, to come alive to your purpose and breathe again. Woo! Not just go to church, but now you're breathing again. Now God's moving on what you're doing. See, an average field might look average to the average Joe, but we're Christ kids. And where we go, Lord opens up doors that no man can shut and locks doors that no man can open. This is our promised land we're walking in. It might look like a random field to you, but man, this is a field where God's going to show favor to me. And I believe there's someone, I believe there's someone in this room that when you take that on, God's going to show you what fields to walk into. Ah, you're like, I don't know what fields to go to. You don't need to. You just need to walk onto a field and say, Lord will show me favor. You do what you know to do. We are talking the other day because Zion's going through this prep for his uh, test to get into this high school. So we're sitting in the car and just reminiscing about all of the things that led us to this point. How many have ever done that? Where you're like, how did we get here? This is crazy, right? Here we are in the city. And we met these people through our creative agency. And through that relationship, we found the school. Now the kids are going to this new school. And we met this person through the school that now introduced us into this new high school. Amazing opportunities for Zion. And we just, me and Ane were sitting there talking. I was like, Ane, you never have to fear about your next step. All you have to do is be faithful to what you know. Because we didn't know those relationships would lead to the school you guys are in right now and had no idea that the person we were just kind to and loving on would then be our key to unlock this new opportunity for Zion. 
I think about like this. It's like a puzzle. And a lot of us want to see the picture on the box of our life. Don't you wish God showed you this? I mean, if I could see this, Lord, I could see that this was a tree. But if I can't see this picture, how am I going to know what this random green leafy thing is? And yet this is how we are to live our lives, trusting God that what he gave us is going to lead us to put the picture together. We got to stay on it. Power to stay. Power to stay on what doesn't make sense right now. Some of you are like, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. Feels like a valley. Feels like I've been in the valley for like eight years. And yet here I am with my piece of the puzzle. And yet what you don't understand is God has all the other pieces waiting for you to step into. And as you go along the way, you find another piece. Oh, okay. That works. Oh, good Lord. I didn't know. I, that was just a random relationship. And it's making the sky. Oh, my word. Look at this. Who knew that that season of all that pain grew into something beautiful? But now I'm starting to make that pink, pink of the sky. See that? Before, I thought it was just blue. And I was like, is this a Smurf puzzle? Like, what are we building here, people? And yet here, God's making something beautiful. Some of us are in a season right now where you can't see the big picture. All you have is a piece of the puzzle. I'm telling you, stay on that thing because that's a part of the beautiful picture that God wants to create of your life, in your life, and through your life. Ah, God wants to do something beautiful in you, but it's literally us being faithful with what we have. Sean, you better come. I'm gonna preach all day, brother. Just going to keep going until I hear that organ music. You know what I mean? <laughs> Be faithful with the peace you have in your hand. Stay put. Build. Keep going. The Lord's not done with your chapter yet. Man, if the enemy tries to lie to you and tell you to give up, you just tell him, I got a story to write. And it's not done yet. I might have a piece of the tree, but my God's got the whole picture in his hands. Woo, I can't see much. Yeah, I know. I don't have it all together, but I know the Lord is working all things together for my good. And so I know that every piece of the puzzle is going to come together to make some beautiful picture of my life. And then once I get that picture, I'm going to be able to help others with their puzzle pieces. And they're going to be like, I don't know what this is. And you're like, oh, I've been there. <laughs> That's a tree. That's a piece of the sky. It's not a smurf. It's a piece of the sky. And you're going to help somebody with your things. You're saying, you know what? I've been through some church hurt too. And I found that God is tr trustworthy and redeems in the middle of your pain. I've been through some relationships that hurt. But can I tell you that God restores, maybe not in the way you thought he would, but he's going to restore with something new. And you can't see the whole picture, but you got to know. The Lord is moving. My third point is this. Know what you're fighting for and who you're following. This will clear up so much in your life. Because I think a lot of us, we don't know what we're fighting for. And so everything is a fight. We don't know what we're fighting for, what we're building. So we're just, everything's a fight. Everything's an argument. This is huge. And we, we're going to talk about this in, in our couples group because this is the biggest thing is Knowing what you're both on the same page to build. Because if you don't know what you're building, you know what you're fighting for, then the bickering is going to happen because you're all over the place. 
And for you in your life, I wonder what God's calling you to build. And you need to know what you're fighting for. God's got a grand picture for your life. He's got a grand calling on your life. And that's why when God calls you to serve, whether it's being a part of a dream team, maybe some of you, you know, you're like, I don't know, I like to work with kids. And uh, Katrina went through Belong. And all of a sudden, it's, she's like, I want to be a part of the Change Kids. We're like, that's amazing. It's a calling. Corby's just praising the Lord. Revival is happening over her life. But it's crazy to me that when you're fighting for the right things, it doesn't feel like a fight. When you start fighting for the right things and you know where you're headed, all of a sudden the work of your hands becomes worship to the Lord. It's like, I'm not, I'm not just beating the ground trying to make money. I'm, I'm, I'm literally taking territory for the Lord and worshiping him. And I'm not just trying to make this marriage work. I'm loving this woman as Christ loved the church and it's worship to the Lord. And I'm not just trying to make this church happen, have church community. No, I'm believing that God can use relationships to build something in me that couldn't be there before. I need you. I need you. I need what God is doing in my life. But we have to know who, what we're fighting for and then you gotta know who you're following. Because if you don't know who you're following, you're going to follow any voice that comes your way. And now that next ad on Instagram is going to be the next thing that sparks you and says, okay, that that must be the territory I'm going to go get. Three steps to this and two steps to that. I'm telling you, God is calling you specifically to build something beautiful. But what does it look like to be consistent in where you are? To fight for what God has for you right now, to have integrity, to be loyal where you are, to water the ground, to build it, to say, Lord, you have my future in your hands. I was praying the other day. I was just praying over this church and some of the things we have coming up in in our family and our business and some really cool opportunities. I'm just praying over it. And all of a sudden, I got that little voice. I don't know if this ever happens to you. I'm like in the spirit. I'm just like, yes, Lord, I love you so much. Thank you so much for this. And Lord, give me wisdom and just writing things down. And this little voice comes in. says, but are you really able to handle that level of growth? I don't know if you're like me. In those moments, I'm not super spiritual. I get discouraged. I almost start to believe it. And then I got to have something rise up in me that says, you know what? If you take today, you take my future. That's why I believe that David, he wrote songs like, today is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it today. Because he understood that if the enemy has today, he gets my tomorrow. He gets my future. But if I can take back today, and I can say, as for me today, I will bless the Lord 
enemy has taken some things, but he can't have my worship. He can't have my consistency. He can't have my, my daily prayer. He can't have my daily devotion to the Lord. And when I, when I feel like things are spinning all around me, here's what I know. I know who I'm following. I know who to look to. I know who to lean into and I know whose voice to listen to. And if you don't know that, you're going to lean on anything that comes your way. When the enemy tries to creep in and say, you're not good enough, you're not going to handle that level, don't you even dream about it. You're too old. You've been through too much. You're too scarred and messed up. No one's going to love you like you should be loved. Let me just encourage you again with Galatians 6, 9. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, come on, somebody say the proper time. <laughs> it's not always our timing, but God's timing is perfect. He says at the proper time, if you stay your ground, don't move, don't give up, don't throw in the towel. At the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. This is a one day at a time. This is a getting up and saying, again, today, I'm going to make the decision to stay. Today, I'm going to make a decision to build. Today, I'm going to make a decision to walk with this piece of the puzzle that I have and be a good steward of what I have in my hand. For some of you today, God's encouraging you to stand your ground, to stay, and to build. Are you ready to build? Are you ready to stay your ground? Don't grow weary. At the proper time. Come on. Somebody say it again. Say at the proper time. Because we want this picture now. But this can't come unless you're faithful with the peace in your hand right now. Unless you're faithful with today. So if you don't get anything else out of today, get this. One day at a time. Keep building. One day at a time. Stay on that thing. One day at a time, keep praying those prayers. One day at a time, keep pouring into those kids. One day at a time, keep doing that business. Do what you know to do. Say, I don't know, I have all the pieces. That's okay. Do what you know to do with the piece in your hand. Pray the prayers you know to pray. Lean on the people you have in your life. Build that community you have. Don't be looking for something else. Build what's in front of you. Don't move on from what God wants to build in your life right now.